Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And last time we talked, the Rockets had just beaten down the Spurs. Matt, that changed. Yeah, and if you go back and listen, this guy said, you know, don't read too much into game one. Um, use the example of last year's Spurs second round season, which the opposite way. And, well, I was right. And this time I'm happy that it went that way because uh, things, things certainly changed in the exception business since that game one for both sides. Yeah, I mean, you had um, a great first game from the Rockets and you felt like, wow, the Spurs are really aging. And then the Spurs pull out game two, but they lose sure. Tony Parker for this for the entire postseason, right. if not longer. Right. Um, yeah, who knows? And instead of folding up the tent, all they do is go out and take three of the next four and eliminate the almost MVP James Harden. Yeah, and, and without Kawhi Leonard for you know all of game six and most important parts of game five, which was really the only game of the series that you know came down to the very end, even you know needed overtime to to you know decide the winner. Um, not what you would have expected. I mean, if you had told me when we talked last after that game one, um, you know, Parker's going to miss games three through six and Kawhi Leonard's going to miss game six and part of game five, I would have, well, first of all, I might have been surprised there was even six games. I certainly, you know, wouldn't expect it that it would have gone that way. But, um, you know, I, 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 most of the time in sports, we come to blame and not praise. I'm going to come to praise. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm a Spurs fan. Uh, there's no hiding that, but uh, uh, just it was one of those wins last night that makes you appreciate the team and what they've done, and you kind of look at it in the picture. You know, ten conference finals in in the last nineteen years is is startling when you think about it in this day and age. You just don't see that to run a success. Yeah, Pop's a pretty good coach. It turns out he is. He is, and then you know, I mean, you, you know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting comparison for me because I, I hate the you know team I'm going to compare them to, but it really is a franchise of success like the Patriots. I mean, they've had kind of similar runs. They got they got one coach and they got one transcendent player. Uh, you know, the Spurs got him with the number one overall pick, and the Patriots, you know, kind of happened to their guy, but but they got that one player to kind of you know start to build around and. And then it just becomes a, you know, a way of being, you know, you just do things a certain way um, and, and it keeps working, you know, and if, I mean, an, another scenario I'll give you, if you had told me, you know, at any point in Duncan's career, except the last couple of years that, that the year after he would retire, they would win 60 plus games and make the conference finals. I'd have been really surprised. Um, you know, you've always thought, well, when Duncan retires, that's when things start to slide and, and not yet, at least. I mean, you know, sometimes they're going to, but they've done a remarkable job of, of you know, turning the direction of the franchise fly um, to still be really competitive, even as that group with Duncan and Ginobili and Parker gold. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a testament to the organizational structure that they've put together, and the you know the fact that Pop is probably the best coach in the game. I mean, he's he's a heck of a coach, no doubt about that. I mean, he's 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 the you know, uh, if if you if look at outside the players, obviously he's the face of everything. Um, but you know, RC Buford probably doesn't get near enough credit for his personnel acumen and the people that they've kind of got you know working for them, which so many of them now work for other teams. I mean, there's a there's a ton of 
former assistants and former you know, executives that now run other teams or work for other teams. And that, you know, that's a testament to your success also. The point your guys, that means you're doing well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those where, and I'll tell you right now, I don't think they're going to eat Golden State. And I'm not saying that as a sandbagging fan. I'm, uh, you know, Golden State has so much talent that probably only one other team in the league can come close to matching up with, and it's not San Antonio. Uh, but I'm I'm proud of you know this group and what they've accomplished, especially given some of the circumstances. You know, when you talk about Duncan retiring, you talk about losing Parker mid series when he had been playing well. Um, you know, Ginobili is is really you know he's a shell of what he used to be, but he gave you a throwback performance in Game Five. You know, in the old days, you know, no Duncan, no Parker, and Ginobili played poorly. That was recipe for disaster, and and it's kind of amazing that the franchise has been able to really dip uh, and and you know rebuild themselves on the fly. Very much so. I mean, finding Kawhi and turning him into the player that he's become. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's the key. You know, I mean, one hundred percent where you start the discussion is you know a great trade um, to trade George Hill in an offseason where. The discussion was centered around, should we trade Tony Parker? You know, is that the asset you should get rid of? See what you can get back. George Hill becomes your point guard of the future. They made the move instead to trade George Hill for Kawhi Leonard, who, you know, at the time of drafting him, you thought, well, all right, high end. He's a, you know, a Sean Marion type, a great defender, rebounder, probably never going to be a great shooter or go-to scorer. And he's become all of those. Uh, I mean, what he's become is so far above what anybody projected. Uh, you know, I saw him play in college, and I liked him, but I never thought he'd become this kind of player. Yeah, it's really astounding that they've been able to do what they've done with him. And, it, you know, it goes to your point about R.C. Buford and, and the talent that he surrounds himself with yeah. in the uh, evaluation pool because, you know, they saw something that nobody else did. It's kind of the same right. thing with, you know. Right. If everyone would have known how good Brady was, he wouldn't have been a sixth-round pick. Sure, um, sure. I mean, and, and just the perfect marriage of franchise and player. You know, talked about that for a decade or two decades almost with Duncan. But Leonard is such a great fit for them, too, because he's a very soft-spoken guy. He really doesn't enjoy talking. You know, I mean, I know he gets made fun of for, you know, he's so bland and he doesn't, you know. And, and it's a perfect spot for him because if he had – if he to New York or Boston or L.A. or Chicago, where the glare is much more intense, I don't know he would have thrived like he is there. But but it's a great spot, just as for Duncan, uh, you know, a guy who doesn't really crave the limelight. He's on a franchise that sort of doesn't crave it. You know, I mean, the fans, and I'm one of them, a lot of times, you know, pound the table. Why aren't you respecting the Spurs? You don't hear that from the Spurs. They, they don't care. You know, they just go about their business and – and, you know, they get their respect by winning games, and they, they really don't care if you're talking about them in March or April. Uh, they, they give it no thought, I don't think. Well, it is funny because everyone was talking going into the playoffs, it's the Rockets, could they knock sure. off the Warriors? But, you know, they shoot so sure. many threes. And, you know, well, isn't it exciting to see where the Jazz might be going or where the Blazers could go if Nurkic is healthy? And, the, right. you know, right. meanwhile, the Spurs just – Quietly keep winning a bunch of just, games, getting home court it. for yeah. a couple rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, I, all this comes with the caveat that I fully expect Golden State to beat them. I, 
you know, I've said to you the last two years, since Golden State's gotten really good, that, you know, I just wanted the Spurs to have a crack at them. And they've they've been beaten before getting a chance each of the last few years, last year the round before. And now they've got it, you know, at least, it, you know, give them a chance and, and let's see. Um, you know, it's an imposing lineup, no doubt. You know, you, you've got a situation where last night, you know, you, you played a team and their great player had a really bad game and you beat them. With Golden State, if one of their great players has a bad game, they've got two or three others. So it, it's it's hard as you can't. You know, you can't just look at it and say, well, boy, you know, we just take Durant out of the game. We're fine. No, they still have Steph Curry, who's an MVP, and Clay Thompson, who's an all-star, and Draymond Green, who's an all-star. And, I mean, it's, it's really it's hard to stop them. Um, the challenge is mighty. But I'm just glad they're here. Well, you know, like I said, give them a chance. Let's see what happens. Well, it's been interesting to see the, the slight tweaks Golden State's made this playoff. And obviously... They haven't need to do much tweaking since they haven't lost right. yet. But, right. the, you know, it, it's almost, I, I can't remember who I heard, if it was Matt Moore at CBS or Zach Lowe at ESPN was saying mm-hmm. that, you know, all of a sudden it's like they decide, well, we haven't done Durant isolation all season. Let's see how that goes. Oh. And oh, yeah. that, that works yeah. fine too. Okay, good. Good to know yeah. we can do that if yeah. we have to go there. Sure, sure. I mean, it, you know, it. We, we've discussed this a lot, and, and basketball, I think, is maybe more so than baseball or football. Talent overcomes a lot of things in basketball. You know, I mean, when you've got talent, you can overcome a lot of adversity, and they've got it you know, with their coach being gone and, you know, things that you'd look at and say, geez, you know, how do you overcome? Well, you got four all-stars. That's how you overcome it. It's not that hard. You know, when you've got that kind of arsenal of players to go to, you know, you can deal with some coaching uncertainty. You can... You can do things like that, to, you know, pull out something from your bag of tricks that, you know, maybe haven't used much. And you say, well, you know, we've got uh, probably two of the five or six best players in the league and then two others that are probably in the top 15 or 20. Uh, it's to stop. Like I said, I, I think there's only one team that comes close to, you know, rivaling them when it comes to just pure talent. That's Cleveland. And, you know, we'll see if, if we get that, you know, rematch for a, for a third straight year. Um, you know, if they if they can, but uh, it's a it's a big challenge for anybody else. There's no question. Do you think that either way we will have a team with a in the uh, in the final that's lost a playoff game yet? I do, I do. Uh, I, I'd be very surprised, honestly, if if either team can screw the conference final. And the competition just gets better. You know, if Cleveland does, if, if Boston wins their series, then they don't even have home court. Um, and we've been selling Boston short throughout this playoff run. You know, they started down 0-2 and we, we pushed them aside and then they won four in a row. And then, you know, they get blown out twice in Washington and we're ready to just, yeah, the Wizards on and then the Celtics win game five. And, uh, you know, I, they could close it out tonight. If they don't, it's going to be tough to win in Boston in game seven. So I'm not going to sell them short. And Washington, if they do come back and win the series, Plays Cleveland really tough. Yeah, you know they they give Cleveland some fits. So do I think Cleveland and Golden State will win both series? Yeah, I do. But do I think either one will sweep? I don't. I think you've got too good a competition to get to get four zero in that round. All right. Well, I I'm inclined to agree with you, but instead I will say one of the two will sweep, just so that we're different. Okay. I mean, it it would be you know I mean like honestly you know would it would it be not as a fan of the Spurs, but from a neutral perspective, would it be 
you know, kind of amazing to see both teams go through 12 and 0. Yeah, but I guess you could all make the argument, and there have been those making it ready that is that bad for the league? You know, if we're, if we're that top heavy, the NBA's always been top heavy, but that top heavy would be unprecedented. So, um, you know, you'd like to see, you'd like to see both teams have to sweat a little bit in this round, you know, and that's, that's what I come at from the Spurs perspective. Go to, go, go to Oakland, take one of these two, just make them work a little bit and, and see how they respond, you know, put them under adversity, see what they do. Are they probably going to be good enough to overcome it? Yeah, but at least test them and see what happens. It'll certainly be interesting. Um, on the collegiate level, ASU basketball announced their non-conference season for 2017-2018. They've yeah. got the marquee game is obviously the trip to Kansas to take on the Jayhawks, yeah. but they got uh, a little surprise for the home crowd. They're bringing in Vandy along with San Diego State. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I looked at the schedule and I, uh, you know, briefly just a little bit, but I thought this year seemed like, a step in the right direction as far as not going crazy with your non-conference schedule. I think we overdid it last year, especially with the trips. Um, far the trip is Kansas, um, you know, two games in Vegas, I think, one game in L.A. Uh, that's that's good. You know, you're challenging yourself. You're getting some good news. But you're also scheduling enough, hopefully, should, you know, should be easy wins and a, and a chance to – you know, build a little bit of confidence, which we really didn't have last year when January rolled around. Well, I like what I like about it is a couple things. One, the road trips besides Kansas, which I think is a great idea to to take these yeah. road games, especially if you can get a home game back, which Kentucky wouldn't give us. But it gets you right. one marquee national game where you know you'll be on ESPN or CBS or something. Definitely. But yeah. but the other trips we take, like you mentioned, to Vegas and to LA. Well, that's recruiting oh. territory. That's where a- it you is. Know, ASU is still, you know, the fact that Hurley's East Coast has extended where we recruit, but sure. really we're still looking at a regional recruitment probably. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than football, you know, when we were Texas and that, that's your, you know, that's your area. You know, you're not going to get a lot of kids from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or, you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, those are – those are good, and, and, you know, just quite honestly, they're not they're not taxing trips. You know, you're on for an hour, and you go play, and you come back, and you're home an hour later. And, and you know, last year, it beat that team out a little bit. And, again, I'm not, I'm not crying any tears for college basketball players and the way they travel, but three trips to the East Coast separate, probably not the best idea. And Hurley even acknowledged that after it happened. Yeah, and, and I think rightly so that they've turned it around. The other thing I like is – this is the sort of thing that we never really did in the Sendek era. And my memory's a little shady, but I don't recall doing it in Rob mm-hmm. Evans' tenure either, which is you can schedule power conference teams that don't have to be the top of their conference. You know, there's, yeah, exactly. there's nothing wrong exactly. with getting Vandy and playing in a tournament where, you know, you're getting not the elite of the elite, but you're getting Kansas State and teams that right. are decent. because John's, yeah. yeah things yeah, where it doesn't yeah, hurt I- you. If you lose. No, I agree. I mean, there, there's a there's a healthy balance on this schedule. You know, you've got you've got the one game that looks you know tremendously imposing going to Kansas. No doubt about that. That's that's a you know that's a game you almost look at as a learning experience. Uh, you know, you'd love to pull the upset, but realistically, probably not going to happen. But the no other games that look they're impossible. You know, I mean, you don't know how these you know Xavier's good. 
we end up playing them. K-State has been good. Andy's been good. Um, you know, San Diego State's been a pretty good program, albeit the last year, but but in recent years. So there's there's enough challenges there, but, but nothing that, besides Kansas that you look at and think, oh, boy, we probably overdid it with this schedule. Last year probably wasn't, wasn't overdoing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year, traveling to New York to play Purdue, traveling to the Bahamas to play Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there was a third, uh, Orlando. Yeah. Played the tournament there, you know, three separate trips to the East coast was, was probably, and it hurtfully said it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, guessing this. He admitted that probably wasn't the smartest idea. Um, so this one's better. You know, you look at it, um, would love to maybe one more true road game. We only play the one at Kansas. I believe that's the only actual road game we play. I would like to get a little more than that, but you know, chips fall where they go. And so few teams play true road games nowadays in conference. Everything is these neutral sites like we're doing in Vegas and LA. Um, you know, I mean, it's that's not uncommon. Fairly, we only have one or two at the most true non-conference road games. Yeah, and doing it this way, I think, is the right way to play it, which is if you're going to do it, do it in a game where a win means something and a loss means nothing. No, exa- exactly, yeah. And, you know, and it prepares you for the environment you're going to see in conference play. I mean, there's, I, I would say just from being, you know, a, a TV spectator, I've never been there, hope to at some point, um, that's as good of an environment for basketball as there is in the country. I think the only one I can think of that's close comparable as Duke um you know Kansas is just such a tough place to play so you know it's it's baptism fire I mean you're you gotta you got the three guards who are all back and they're veterans and they've been there but you got that a pretty new young inexperienced team so you know throw them out there and 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 after they're done with that one they can say man it's it's not gonna get any tougher than that we're playing a great team at a great home court and, and there's going to be ones maybe equally as tough, but no tougher than going to play at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, when you get to the conference schedule, you think McHale and Polly Pavilion. Yeah. But really, yeah. uh, you know, and, and Matthew Knight Arena is it's, sure. it's I mean, not the Mac. Home court and, yeah, it's not it's the way, you know, and even some of the, I mean, things aren't as good. But Stanford used to, you know, really be a tough place to play when they were good. You know, that little place, Cal, you know, I mean, there's. There's challenging places to play, but none of them are, you know, Kansas. They just aren't. And, and I mean, no offense to Arizona, but McHale Center is, is not Kansas. Just I mean, McHale Center, I think, I think a fair cross-sport comp is the Coliseum. Because when, sure. when sure. USC is good, the Coliseum is a tough place to play, but it's really not because of the fans. It's because USC is no. good, and it's the same thing no. with Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona's got a great record over the years. That's because, you know, more often than not, they've been really good. And so they're going to win a lot of games. And, and you know, it's always tough to beat a really good team at home. Um, you know, and, and you can have Kansas, too. I mean, you can make that same argument. But I, I just, I feel like, you know, again, I've never attended a game at Kansas, but I've attended a number at McHale. From watching and hearing other people talk, Kansas is as good as it gets. It really is. I mean, I... You know, it's it is on my very very short list of college basketball places like to attend uh, because it it just you know the history and and the environment and you know the way the fan base so passionate. I mean, they live and breathe Kansas basketball. Uh, unlike most schools, that you know basketball is clearly the number one. There's not a lot of other schools that you say that about. So 
you know, it's going to be tough, but it's a great experience for those guys to have, I think. And it's even better that they're coming here the next year. Yeah. I mean, that is, for as critical as I've been to you, if not publicly, about ASU's uniforms under Adidas, that Adidas deals the reason (laughs) Kansas is coming. So. Yeah, it is. It is, no doubt. You know, those things do matter. Um, we think they, but they do, you know. So, yeah, um, I, you know, I'm thrilled by that. I mean, you know, unfortunately, as you and I talk, I mean, I think we both know that Vane is a pretty good program. Bryce Group with the, you know, the name, you know, if you follow college basketball, it's not going to pack the stands at Wells Fargo Arena. I wish it would, but it's just not. It's very hard to move the needle here for college basketball. Um, but Kansas is the type of program that, that certainly should, and I believe will. I mean, a very big surprise to me if that's not a packed house. Now, will there be a lot of, of Kansas fans? Probably. Uh, but, you know, still good to have that environment at home because we just don't get it that often. Yeah, I mean, Kansas is the kind of team where if you are a casual basketball fan, you'll still find a way into that arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it resonates, and it's going to be in December, and – you know, the Cardinals will be playing, the Suns will be playing, you know, Coyotes, if they're still here by that time, will be playing. It's a tough time, you know, to, to move the needle, but I believe it will because that's that's a program that just does. You know, I mean, when you when you take out the fact that UCLA and Arizona come here all the time, there's only a few other programs that register on a national level like that. You know, Kansas, Duke, Carolina, and Kentucky are really the only ones that maybe Indiana, yeah. although not so much of late. I mean, I think it's really those four that are the, you know, the elite of the elite outside the pack. Yeah, I mean, I think about it from the perspective of, you know, I'm not a big Marquette fan, but if Kansas was coming to play Marquette, you better believe I'd find my way into sure. the Bradley Center to yeah, see it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been as many AU basketball games over the last few years as I used to, uh, and I regret that, you know, there are ones I think I should want to do, you know. But that's a game I'll be at. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. I will be going to see Kansas. Um, oh, I'll you know, be there. there. There's, I'll be there. Exactly. I mean, you know, we've already discussed you visit. How many How many ASU basketball games you come down for? Uh, you know, I don't think any. But I've Kansas seen, moves so, the needle. You want to be there. Yeah, at Wells. So I've seen five ASU basketball games, six ASU basketball games since yeah. I graduated. One has been at Wells Fargo. Right. I've seen the, uh, more. I've seen Cal. Yeah. I've seen ASU yeah. play more games at the Bradley Center and Barclays, <laughs> and I've seen them play as many games at Allstate Arena as I have right. at Wells Fargo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that says everything. You know, you're seeing the game. I mean, you know, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not being critical of you because I'm doing the same thing. I'm, am I excited by Vandy? Sure. Do I know with 100% certainty I'll be there? Not necessarily. Depends on what else is going on, you know, what, what other sporting events are that day. What, you know, Kansas, I could tell you, barring major circumstances that are unknown to me right now, I'll be at Kansas. You know, that's, it just matters more when you play a team that. I'm, I mean, and you and I have talked for over a decade now about the opportunity to get a team like that to play at our place. We finally have it. So I'm not going to miss it. Yeah. This is, for me, one, I'm glad they announced the date this far in advance. I know it's December 22nd yeah. of 18, so I know that when I fly home for the holidays, I will be right. flying into Phoenix that morning, or I'll be flying into Phoenix yes. that night, or the night before, rather, and staying yes. through that game. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. So you, and, you know, yeah, I, 
I will, I'll be there to pick you up and we'll go. Cause I, I I'm already looking forward to it and it's, uh, what, 19 months away. So we got a while, but I'm excited for it already. Yeah. Well, we have plenty of stuff to discuss between here and there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we'll crown several more champions and have two more football seasons and all of those things before we get to that game. But we'll be there to break it down for you, probably. I mean, we're on episode 57. I, I didn't think we'd right. make it this far. So I think we've got longevity established now. Yeah, we've been going at this for almost a year. Yeah. I mean, and come football season, as soon as uh, fall practice, fall camp opens, that'll be a year. So. Yes, yes, which uh, is not that far away. You know, it's like it is, but uh, less than three months, we'll be there. Yep. Well, we'll be here to take you through the end of the NBA Finals to see if I was right that the Penguins will win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, team is still alive. And everything else that's going on, even some just midsummer baseball, just cause. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. But until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.